We all have questions. We all need answers. It is on this program that we get our answers from the Bible. It's time to Ask the Preacher with Rev. Carl Gallops of Hickory Hammock Baptist Church in Milton, Florida. Welcome to another edition of Ask the Preacher. This is your host, Mike Bates, and with me in the studio, the pastor of Hickory Hammock Baptist Church in Milton, Florida, Reverend Carl Gallops. Welcome, Carl. Thanks, Mike, for having me. I appreciate you coming in. This is a very popular program because there's always questions to ask the preacher. And you know what you they say around Milton, answer. don't ask the preacher. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't ask if you don't want an answer. That's right, because I've got an answer. Because <laughs> you do have the answer, but fortunately, you always answer it biblically based and ultimately that's what people want thank you i truly try to make that my standard absolutely it's not just hey what do you think it's what does the bible say and that is how you answer it thank you so let me ask the question what does the bible say about this ask the preacher question is homosexuality wrong the answer to that is yes do you have another question for me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Time's up. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, no, okay. Well, let me ask it since this is a half hour. Ask the preacher question, yeah. not just a thirty-second one. I can I can fill several I'll hours with the answer. Why is it wrong? Yeah. Okay. Because in today's society, mm-hmm. of course, people are trying to even make excuses now for murder. Okay. Mm-hmm. But why, given the supposed enlightenment and tolerance and non-judgmentalism and multiculturalism Mm -hmm. and acceptance of diversity and all this other nonsense, why is homosexuality wrong? Okay, because it is a choice. Even if the argument were valid that it was a genetic predisposition, which it is not, and I will give the scientific proof for that in just a moment, Uh, but even if it were a genetic predisposition, You cannot commit a homosexual act unless, of course, a man lies with a man or a woman lies with a woman. It's a sexual choice. It is not uh, uh, our sexuality um, uh, is 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 a part of who we are. But the actual sex act is not a necessity of life. You do not have to have sex to live. You have to have food. You have to have water. You have to have shelter. Um, A person can live their entire life perfectly healthy without engaging in any sex act at all. But of course, sex was invented by God. And within the context of marriage, a marriage, marital sexual relationship between a man and woman is not only healthy, but happy and godly and spiritual and beautiful. But uh, the homosexual act is a perversion according to God's word. It is a perversion of God's invention of sex according to God's word. It is a sin because it is a choice as are all sexual acts. It's like somebody saying alcoholism is a genetic defect. Well, if you ne- it may be. I, I don't think that it is, but let's say that it is. If it is, then don't drink, p- don't put alcohol in your body, and you won't be an alcoholic. If somebody says, well, I've got a gene that uh, makes me home, uh, predisposition towards homosexuality. Well, you still have choices as to how you're going to deal with that. There's no gene that makes you commit a homosexual act. There's no gene that makes you uh, murder somebody. There's no gene that makes you take a drink of liquor. There's no gene that makes you shoot drugs into your arm, even if those were genetic defects. Now... Even though I don't believe that there is a direct genetic defect in regard to homosexuality, let me say this. The Bible is very clear. We all, the entire human race, has a genetic defect 
called sin nature, which means, Mike, that you and I possess within our nature, our character, our souls, our genetic makeup, if you will, we possess within us, Mike, the ability to engage in any kind of sin our mind can imagine. That means you and I possess the ability to be a homosexual. You and I possess the ability to be a murderer. Now, as we're talking about this, you may be repulsed by the idea of that. I didn't say that you would be a homosexual or murderer. I said that you as a human being with your sin nature possess the capability and the ability, and that is a genetic defect, if you will, in that we all possess a sin nature that began at the Garden of Eden. We all possess within us the ability, given the right set of circumstances, the right frame of mind, the right desires and the right choices or, or wrong choices but the choices to make and making those choices we all possess that ability so I don't buy the argument Mike that it is only and clearly a genetic defect that's why a person is a homosexual because again it all comes down the ultimate uh, the ultimate platform is it comes down to a choice now I have a genetic uh, lock that made me Caucasian. Others have a genetic lock that makes them uh, Negro. Another has a genetic lock that makes them Asian. Another has, etc. All right, mm -hmm. that's not a choice. That's a genetic, pre-programmed uh, genetic lock that uh, that person had no choice over. Um, I'm tall with blonde hair and green eyes. Those are genetic locks. I can cosmetically change uh, the blonde hair and the green eyes. Uh, I can't change the tallness. Uh, but so, the, so, so those are not sins. It's not sin to be blonde haired, tall with green eye. Why? Because those are genetic locks. Those are direct genetic links. I'm not held accountable for the way God made me with those genetic locks. However, if I had a predisposition uh, to, to engage in homosexual acts, which I don't, but if I did, uh, I would, would be held accountable before the Lord for that because it is still a choice. I may have a predisposition, for example, because of the genetics in my family to have a flaming hot temper, but, and, and I do. <laughs> that runs in my family. And, but that does not give me any credibility before the Lord any, uh, to, to engage in, uh, in, in, in activities of losing my temper in godless ways. I'm held accountable for keeping that under control, for keeping that part of my flesh under control. So the cute, quick answer to your question, Mike, Yes, it's sin. Yes, it's wrong. Uh, the lengthier answer is where I've been going this morning uh, in that it is, uh, the, the, the Bible is very clear that it is sin. Now, now let, me, let me address that, Mike, because people often when I speak of this topic, they will say, well, you know, where in the Bible? That's Old Testament stuff. Well, surely the Old Testament condemns homosexuality, and so does the New Testament. It really irritates me when I hear someone say, nowhere in the Bible does it condemn homosexuality. Well, Leviticus certainly does. Well, Genesis Romans does, Leviticus does. does, Deuteronomy does, Judges does, Numbers uh, does, the book of Numbers does, uh, Romans does, First Timothy does, uh, uh, Hebrews does, First uh, Corinthians does, Ephesians does, Galatians uh, and Revelation, uh, they, they do. Uh, so, I mean, I, I just kind of gave you a litany. I'm not going to, folks, if you're listening to the show, please don't turn it off. I'm not going to start reading reading all these scriptures, I promise. But, but I will refer to some of them and give you the generals. I'll even give you a few scripture references so you can check them yourself. But, uh, but I promise you, from the Old Testament beginning in Genesis to the New Testament ending in Revelation, 
There are direct statements and prohibitions against homosexuality. Homosexuality is, uh, the Bible says, a perversion. It is sin. It is, quote, wickedness. It is, quote, godlessness. Um, it is a spit in God's face with his invention of sexuality. God invented sex. He invented the idea of procreation. He's the one that gave us the gift of the ability to engage in the sexual act with a married our marriage partner so that we may create and procreate. Is that's the number one reason, but also the Bible's clear that it is also given to the man and woman for pleasure. It's the kind of the glue that holds the man and woman together, this sexual bond, because it's way more than just a physical act. For any married person listening to this show, you understand and know that there's something spiritual about it, too. It connects a man and a woman, heart and soul, and spiritually. And uh, it binds them together in a true love relationship. And when that man and woman are both born again in Jesus Christ, and they understand these things, and they have first a love for the Lord, then a love for each other, then the sexual, quote, act, becomes way more than an act, and it, it, it is literally a, a celebration of your relationship with each other and in the Lord. And that's how God intended it, Mike. And see, so Satan has perverted sexuality. Sex before marriage is a perversion. Sex outside of your marriage with another partner is perversion. Homosexuality is perversion. Uh, the 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 infatuation with and engagement in in pornographic uh, uh, entertainment is perversion according to the scriptures. So so sexual immorality is inclusive of of several things that are considered perversion according to the word of God. Homosexuality is one of them. Homosexuality is a particularly perverted act because it is such a mockery of the godly uh, invention of sex, uh, but it is not the unpardonable sin. And uh, people have asked me, well, is it the worst sexual sin? I, you know, I, I, I hate to get into categorizing sin, but if you, if you pin me down and ask me, what is the worst sexual sin? Uh, that and, and bestiality probably would, would, would be that, uh, according to the scriptures. Those sexual acts, and I'm not going to describe the second one over the air here, but most, most adults understand that. But those sexual acts are an absolute spit in the face of God and his invention of sex and what it was intended for. It reduces us to the level of acting and living like animals. And 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 we are not. Now, of course, I, I'm of the opinion, and this can be a whole other show, but I'm of the opinion that one of the reasons why it's so prolific is in our culture is because for generations we've told our kids that there is no God. We're here as a cosmic accident. We came from animals. Our nearest kin is a monkey, and therefore we live and act like animals. Of course, the live evolution, I believe, is, is hugely responsible for and the Bible says it by the way there's a prophecy in Romans that says that when this evolution thing hits the world that homosexuality will run rampant I will read that as a part of this show today because a lot of people are surprised to find out that both evolution and homosexuality are tied together and are condemned and are prophesied in the Bible written 2,000 years ago pretty interesting stuff huh Mike yeah that's the first I've heard of it but I definitely when we get back from the break We'll, we'll go open. right to that. We'll go straight we'll go to, right that. to that. But so the bottom line answer is, yes, it is a sin. Yes, it is wrong. From Genesis to Revelation, homosexuality is forbidden and called all of these things. Perversion, uh, called wickedness. It's called godlessness. It's called wicked. It's called uh, a mockery of God. And God 
God's word is very clear about you cannot be a, for example, since the show's about homosexuality, you cannot be a practicing homosexual and be a born-again child of God and go to heaven. You cannot. Now, you notice I use the word practicing because you can be a person who has engaged in homosexual activity, who repents of that sin, who asks for God's forgiveness, who asks to be born again, who turns from that sin, never to engage in it again, and serves the Lord with their life. And yes, you may be saved. That's what salvation means. You may be saved from that and your sin nature, and you may enter into the kingdom of heaven. Yes, but a practicing homosexual cannot at the same time be a born-again Christian. It is scripturally impossible. When you bring up practicing Mm -hmm. homosexual, Mm -hmm. you obviously draw the distinction. What if somebody has a homosexual desire, Mm -hmm. but they choose not to act it out? Absolutely. Is that any different than an unmarried heterosexual having a strong heterosexual desire, but not acting it out? No, it is not. That's called the battle against the flesh and the sin nature. Every Christian, every pastor who's honest will admit that they have struggles of the flesh like that. And everybody struggles different. Okay? And, and, and you may, uh, a person may have a, a, a homosexual desire within their heart. Now, I, I'm of the opinion that that only comes about through opening up of other doors, pornography or adulterous affairs or something like that, or fornication, having uh, sex before marriage. But when that door is opened, it is possible for a person to have that desire and not act on it, and to bring that desire under uh, the blood of Jesus, and to, and, and, and to bring that under the control of the Lord, and, and not be counted as sin. To have, to have a temptation is not sin. See, the Bible says Jesus was tempted in every way that we are. And then the next sentence says, yet without sin. So see, simply to be tempted is not sin. Now, there are levels of temptation that, that would be sin, and that is... Uh, um, if, if, if you were to have the temptation and then to, to let it be something that your mind is consumed with, uh, mentally acting it out, for example, whether it be homosexuality or whatever, uh, then, then you could get over into the area of, of, of sin. But to simply to be tempted for a, for a, a heterosexual married uh, a woman to be tempted to commit adultery, uh, that in and of itself is not sin. But then to immerse, for that person to immerse themselves in books and literature and movies that are about adultery and sex outside of marriage. Well, now, they're, now they've stepped over into the area of, of really feeding upon that. Or, of course, to do the act, of course, would be sin. Mm-hmm. But the daily temptations that you and I struggle with, Mike, are not sin if we're first, of course, under the blood of Jesus. And, and number two, if we don't act upon those and if we... And if we go before the Lord and say, Lord, you know, take that out of my mind because I want to serve you with a clean mind. Is that where the I've lusted in my heart comes from? Yes, I guess so. I mean, do you want to be more specific? Well, I don't mean I, but I remember Jimmy Carter, for instance, got a lot of, uh, I think, very unjustified ridicule I don't like Jimmy Carter. I don't like him at all. As a president, uh, even now, even today, he's he's kind of rejected his true biblical Christian faith and gone off into New Age kind of stuff. But bottom line, I agree with you. I think he was unjustly criticized for making a statement that is simply a true statement. There's not a Christian alive, probably, that could not say at some time in their life they have lusted in their heart. In other words, uh, uh, in other words, that part of their flesh 
has been something they had to bring under control. And that's and that's all Jimmy was saying mm-hmm. at that point. Uh, of course, I think he said it while giving an interview to Playboy. Yeah, it was Playboy so, magazine. So that yes. was now. You know what that was? That was unwise. That was stupid. Mm-hmm. But was it was his admission of? Yeah, I've got a sin nature. I've got a flesh nature. Uh, I've struggled with it. I've lusted in my heart before. Was that something he should be condemned for? Well, if so, then we're all condemned. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, that's why that's why salvation is so necessary, Mike. Because the Bible does say in John chapter three, we're all condemned already. We who have not believed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we're condemned already. You know, we're condemned already. Why? Because we're sinners at heart. We all are liars at heart. We all are adulterers at heart. We all are murderers at heart. And I'm like, be honest. You know, I mean, we joke about it, but if you knew you could get away with it and you wouldn't go to hell for it and you wouldn't go to prison for it, aren't there people you'd like to see dead? There are people <laughs> that see? are alive today only because okay. it's illegal to kill <laughs> there them. There you yes. go. And you see, that's, see, we'd laugh about it, but that proves the point. We are murderers at heart. We're liars at heart. We're adulterers at heart. We are sexually immoral at heart. We are condemned already by our heart. Therefore, we need a Savior. And that's what the Bible says. Jesus came to save us from our sin nature if we would but believe in him. So homosexuality, the simple quick answer, yes, it's wrong. Yes, it's a sin. Uh, The Bible condemns it from Genesis to Revelation. It's not the unforgivable sin. It's not the unpardonable sin. But you cannot be a practicing homosexual and be a Christian at the same time. I know we need to take a break in a moment. And I know you want to come back and ask that question about what's this about the prophecy of evolution and homosexuality? That's news to me. I'm very interested in finding out the answer. So we'll We'll find that out together as Ask the Preacher continues with Reverend Carl Gallops of Hickory Hammock Baptist Church in a moment. Okay, we are back with Ask the Preacher with Reverend Carl Gallops of Hickory Hammock Baptist Church. And before that break, Carl, you said that the Bible in Romans prophesied about homosexuality and evolution together. Yes. I've never heard that yes. before, so I need to ask the preacher. Yeah. What are you talking about? I love it when I share this with folks because they say, well, I've never seen that before, but there it is. It's in Romans chapter 1, verse 18, and I'm going to read four or five paragraphs from the Scripture, so please don't turn it off. Listen to this because this is so fascinating. It says, The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness, since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, that is, His eternal eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, that is the creation, so that men are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. And although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. And they exchanged the glory of the immortal God. By the way, Mike, the glory of the immortal God is creation, His ability to create. It says they exchanged that for images, which means pictures and paintings and models, made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. You ever seen an evolution textbook, Mike? Mm-hmm. Or an evolution museum? Verse 24, Therefore God gave them over to the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies for one another. In other words, 
You say you came from an animal? You say you want to live like an animal? You say you want to have sex like an animal? You want to worship the animals? You want to worship the creation instead of the creator? Then God says, okay, I'll give you over to that, but keep listening. And they exchange the truth of God, which by the way is creation, for a lie, which is evolution. Bible didn't say evolution, I said that. And they worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Look at verse 26. Because of this, because of what? Because of evolution. God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed indecent acts with other men and received in themselves, in other words, in their body, the due penalty for their perversion. Furthermore, since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, he gave them over to a depraved mind to do what ought not to be done. Now, folks, I'm telling you, it, it can't get any clearer. We take the glory of God, which is his creative ability, and we exchange that for the lie of evolution. And instead, we worship things. We, make, we worship images, pictures and models out of clay and photographs made to look like mortal man, uh, the monkey men images um, and birds and reptiles and animals. And, 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 we, and we take that and this lie of evolution and we teach our children, there is no creator, there is no God. You came from an animal. You came from a monkey. Everything's an accident. And you know what, Mike? God says, I just, I just I, I gave them over. And so they began to act like the animals that they thought they were. And what does he say, Mike? He says, first of all, it slipped to sexual immorality. Number one, just plain out overall sexual immorality. That's fornication, adultery, everything. Then the downward slide of that was that women exchanged their natural desire for men and started lusting after other women. Men likewise, men after other men. Homosexuality, God calls it perverted and shameful. And he said, and they paid the penalty in their bodies. Guess what? I know people don't like it. I know this isn't politically correct. But the AIDS virus, the HIV virus, began in the homosexual community. Now it's spread worldwide. Now it's in the heterosexual community. But it began in the homosexual community. That is a scientific fact. And so there it is. 2,000 years ago, the Bible prophesied that when we began worshiping evolution, we would go down this slope. And here we are, Mike. And so if somebody listening today or a friend of somebody listening today is homosexual. Yes. Is it too late for them? Absolutely not. There's forgiveness. There's hope. Thousands, yea, tens of thousands of homosexuals now call themselves ex-homosexuals because they've come out of the lifestyle of homosexuality. They have repented of their sin before the Lord. They have found forgiveness and healing in Jesus Christ and the strength to keep that lust under control and to live a normal life in the Lord. Which would kind of negate the theory that it's genetic. Well, not only that, but just recently, uh, not too long ago, there, there's this debate going on about abortion and aborting children. When they, if they discover that they have the homosexual gene, they said that you know they want to make laws not to abort those children, which is totally hypocritical. But I find it interesting that they're admitting by saying that, that they haven't found that gene yet. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, we want this law in case they find the gene. That's interesting because the homosexual community for years has said it's genetic. But now that we have the technology, now they're having to admit that it's not genetic, that that's never been proven. But in case it ever is, we want that law. So that's why I said earlier, I would prove that it's not uh, genetic. I would prove it scientifically. Even the homosexual community has had to admit that now. Hmm. Well, it's certainly an issue that society is battling with because 
it does seem movies, television, books. Oh, the agenda is pushed. Even politicians on the campaign trail. Cartoons. I've seen it in cartoon movies. Yeah, yeah. It's pushed uh, in our culture. It sure is. And, uh, and, and the bottom line, Mike, look at history. Every great society and culture that went down that road, uh, it crumbled. Sodom, Gomorrah, the Roman Empire, the United States of America. It's like it's almost the ultimate slap in God's face. And it's like he says, okay, if you're going to go that way as a nation, then my hand of protection is off of you. Well, let's hope that it doesn't end in that kind of a demise for the United States. We have run out of time, but I do want to encourage people that if they have more information or more questions, rather, on this Ask the Preacher question or anything else, that the website of the church is www.hickoryhammockbaptist.org. It's a fantastic website. There's a lot of these Ask the yeah. Preacher topics already on yeah, there. And you can drop us an email and ask some questions for this radio show there if you'd like. Sounds great. Can you go ahead and close us in prayer, please? I'd be glad to. And Jesus, of course, I pray for those who may be caught up in the sin and the choice of homosexuality, that by hearing this truth today, that they may come out of that sin and come clean in you. I pray for Christians who need to know how to minister the truth of your word to those that they know who are involved in the sin and perversion of homosexuality. I pray that this show, this truth, will help them to be better ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's in your name, Jesus, that I pray. Amen. Amen.